You don't edit or anything, do you? Nah, I don't edit. We're recording now. Are we? Yeah, so just... You <laughs> literally walked in, took a piss, and uh, whichever, whichever way you want. Yeah, is it? There's yeah. no left or right? No, I stole them when I was on radio. I took them. <laughs> Fuck, these are brand new in 2002. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't you press the, uh, the what's it called button? The what button? The fucking music intro button? No, I had that later. Oh, do you? Lately, I've been lazy. I've been leaving it out. Yeah, because I've watched a few of them, and yeah. you press it to start with, and then there's like a piece 45 of seconds of like awkward <laughs> silence between <laughs> you and the guest. Hold on, I'll just turn my fucking phone off. Uh, you're right. You can leave it on. You can answer calls. You can do what you want. Is that recording? It's loose. Yeah, that's recording. It's recording. Yeah, man. So what's up, Katsy? Not much. I had the day off today, so I just did a pod with Rosario. Oh, did you? Yeah. What, he's starting his own pod? No, he just came in. Oh, he came in? Yeah, I had a okay. chat with him. Uh, what else did I do? He's went a cool f- dude. He's a cool dude. Yeah, went for a swim. and uh, Where did you go for a swim? Brunswick Outdoor. Oh, really? Yeah, it's heated water, man. Oh, is it? It's 28. It's quite pleasant because mm. it's fucking freezing when you undress. Oh, so when you get in, it's a huge difference. From 10 degrees to 28, it's nice. It's nice to get in the cold water every now and then, though. I think it's good. But you uh, surf, don't you? Yeah, well, yeah, it's cheating though at the Urban Surf, the surf park in Tullamarine. Yeah? Yeah, I've been going there to learn. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't mind going there. Is that the same one Evo goes to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we used to go there quite frequently before COVID. That's that's not cheating. That's like That would cut like five years out of learning to surf, wouldn't it? Yeah, it does, but I think it's you wouldn't go bragging about it. Nah. Uh, Evan's got a good <laughs> joke. All right, let's burn his joke. It's probably his only good one as well. He got caught in a rip. Yeah. Ended up in Geelong. <laughs> <laughs> or Glen Roy, I think the joke is. <laughs> in the Nepalese restaurant. <laughs> All right, that's Fuck pretty good. That's, that's great. pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I had one, but no one gets it. Okay. I pay 80 bucks a session, so it's expensive. Fuck. Yeah, 80 that is bucks. Ex- I Jesus spent more. Christ. Here's the joke. I spent more than the late Christopher Reeve trying to stand up. All right, I don't get it either. Fuck. Yes, stand so. up. Christopher, Christopher Reeve, Reeve was Superman who spent all his money on stem cells trying to stand up when he fell off a horse and was quadru- became a quadriplegic. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's um. If I have to explain it, it's yeah, dead. yeah. And after you ex- after you explained it, there wasn't like a huge laugh either. <laughs> yeah, Evan's joke's funnier. <laughs> yeah, that is really loose connection. Yeah, Christopher Reeve. That's also like GI Jane type shit. Christopher Reeve. Yeah, I guess. How fucking old is he now? I guess. Oh, would he have been? I asked Rosario what he would have done if he was Chris Rock. He reckons he would have roasted him hard. What yeah. would you have done? I reckon that's the only thing you can do. Would you? Have- but. I reckon I would have just been stunned. Like Rock was. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have given a fuck about like Will Smith threatening me. I I would have been like, shut the fuck up, Will Smith. Mm. But I don't know if I in the moment I would have had the wherewithal to start roasting him either. Have you been in a fight in your life? Me? Yeah. Yeah, heaps. Okay. So you're acclimatized to that situation of I was more Physical. when I was younger. Yeah. Because I've never been in a fight, really. So I think You've I, never been in a fight? Not really, man. Oh, it I teaches you a lot of things. I would have <laughs> shrieked. What does fighting teach you? It humbles you. Especially if you lose. 
which I mainly did. I mainly lost all the fights. I used to fight all the time. I used to get into fights fucking all the time from what, like high school or in high school, outside of out, high school. Everything. Yeah, outside of like up until when was the last fight I was fucking in? I can't remember, but it was definitely in my thirties. Really? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So. Oh uh, right. Was that booze involved? All, always booze. Always booze. Yeah. Like, even in high school. Even in high school. <laughs> even in high school. So no, like, it humbles you. How does it? Oh humble man, you, you get because you get beaten up. Yeah, because you're all cocky and shit, and then you yes. find someone who's fucking stronger than you, better than you, like it just fucks you up. Is it the equivalent of a stand-up death? It is. It is. A part of you does die. And you do, you, you get humble and then you start drinking more and then you get less humble and you're like, fuck you. And then you learn the lesson again. You learn, <laughs> I had to learn the lesson like maybe 15 times. I got my ass kicked a fair, a fair bit. I got some real good fucking ass kickings, like real good ones, hospitalized and all that sort of shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So. What yeah. put you in hospital or just a repeat fucking bludgeoning or? It was sort of like that. See that scar here? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Just under your mo. A fucking under... Irish guy bit my face. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's an Irish thing to do. Yeah. They're just fucking next level. They're next level. He um. He wasn't even a big mind. guy either. Really? Nah. He just fucking... We got into... It wasn't my fault. This is one of the very few fucking fights I got into that wasn't... I didn't instigate pretty much 100%. He just followed me into the toilet. I was speaking to some girl at you, his table. Were you cutting his lunch? No, no. I, I've told the story a few times before, but um, I was at a bar and there was a big line to the bar and I just started speaking to the girl next to me, just going, what the fuck's going on? It's taking forever. It took like half an hour to get a drink. And then I just left, went outside. I was... I was tanked as well. It was the All Blacks versus Australia, so I was watching that, and I was fucked. And so I went back outside. Then I walked through the pub to go to the toilet, and I saw her there, and she was sitting at a table with two dudes. And I was like, I stopped, and I said something to her, like, oh, that fucking line, or some bullshit line. And then the Irish dude, one of the dudes sitting at the table, was like, fuck off your cunt. And I'm like, what are, you, what are you, what the fuck are you on about? And he's like, oh, she's fucking married. Fuck off. And I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to fucking pick her up. He's like, just fuck off. And I'm like, all right, fucking, I'm out of here. And so I went down to the toilet, went into a cubicle to hang a piss. Oh, fuck. Because I fucking had a little bit of stage fright back in the day and still do. And then, um, and then I just get fucking punches in the back of the head. Fuck. I fucking turn around and it's the Irish cunt. And I fucking, I was trapped, so I had to kick off my pants. So I'm just in my boxes. <laughs> and then I push, push past him. I fucking run outside. I try you and had run. time to take your pants off? No, I just kicked them off while, while, while he was like up. fucking throwing punches at me. I, they were around my fucking feet. Like, uh, they were around my legs, yeah. like my ankles at that stage. So I just kicked them off while I was like fucking dodging. <laughs> And then I pushed past him, I ran out, and then there was like a little fucking, a few stairs, maybe like 10 stairs, you go up to get into the main area. And so I got up like three stairs, and he grabs my fucking leg and rips me back down, and I'm like, all right, let's fucking go. And so 
we start fucking fighting and I start doing pretty good. Like I grab him behind the head and I had a cast on my hand from a fucking another fight I was in like two weeks earlier and I, bro- <laughs> I broke my fucking thumb. So I was in a cast and I was just fucking smashing him <laughs> and I pulled him too fucking close to me and he just latched, he just fucking latched into my lip and I was, I was like, oh, this is not a good situation. So I tried to eye gouge him, try hitting him in the balls and shit like that and then nothing worked so I just fucking grabbed his face and while he's still biting, just oh. went fucking and he just pulled it out and that went up and fuck, I went like this to see see the damage and my whole fucking arm was like covered with blood what a psycho yeah that's that's not even the worst after that i think i went into like a little bit of shock so he kept on slamming me i ended up on the ground no it, one's breaking this up by the way it was i or don't they think you were just rooting no dude i was like i was in my if anyone had seen it they wouldn't have been like that guy deserved that and my fucking face was mangled i was in my boxes i'm up Jesus. against the wall getting fucking smashed and then the cunt fucking he bites my leg like he bites into my fucking leg fuck and this guy should be put down man yeah and that i i was like oh my when i was in hospital i was like oh my leg's fucking sore what the fuck's going on here and i pull my fucking um and i pull my pants down and i look and it's just a perfect fucking bite bite mark fuck yeah did they catch him? Did he get nah, nothing? They didn't they didn't end up catching him. They found him and they took a photo of him, but he fucking knew what was going on because he he had turned away slightly or something like that or covered his face because it was just a police officer with a with a camera and then the cops came the cops came like a month later saying, "Listen, do you reckon you can identify this dude?" I'm like, no, I, I can't even remember what the fuck he looks like. I got no fucking idea. And they were like trying to push me. Like, if we showed you, would you? I'm like, don't worry about it. Like, you got his dental records all over you. <laughs> Surely they can just do a match. Fuck. That, that was like, a, but I ended up, that would have taught me a very good lesson, but I ended up fucking my nurse that was looking after me. Okay, so you In got there. a positive out of it. Yeah, so there was a silver lining to the whole thing. So you said before, was it, that was uh, was that an episode conducive of your alcohol consumption, or like it sounded like you did nothing wrong? It sounded I did, like I did nothing like wrong just in wrong it, time, wrong place. Yeah, but you can't blame the booze for unless you're watering the story, unless you walk past and go, "Hey, would you like a root?" And no, no, away. no, no, no. This one was like uh, completely. Not innocuous. It was not no. my fault at all, but in the grand scheme of things, I probably deserved it, if you understand what I mean. No, I don't. What do you mean grand scheme Karmically. Karmically. Okay. I, I, you had it coming. I had it coming, yeah. Do you yeah. think you have a certain swagger and attitude when you're on the piss? And that's oh, what? yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. That's why I had to fucking quit. <laughs> there was too much comes out, and I just get, I, I just get uncontrolled. I just want to burn the whole fucking joint down. Yes. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you're one of them. Yeah, yeah. I had a chat with you and I was like, oh man, I can't fucking believe, because I pour beers at a pub and I had a chat with you one day and I was like, I can't believe people come in at 9am and just like get a schooner of Vic and start drinking and I'm like, that's fucking weird, man. And I remember I looked at you and you looked away and then you just said, 
that would be a dream day. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect start to a day. Yeah, I'm like, oh. by midday, I'm fucked. Like, I'm, the day's a write-off. I'll need sleep. And then yeah, when yeah. I wake up, I'm groggy. I can't function. Yeah, but you only, you only do that at 9 a.m. if you've had a big one the night before as well. So the day's yeah. write-off regardless. You might as well. Yeah. You're writing off the next couple of days when you do that. Yeah. You start at 9 a.m. So was that the main reason you gave up? Because you haven't drunk now for like, what, four years? Three years. Three, three years. years, yeah. Fuck. Which is, it's a long time because I was like, that was my, that was my one true love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I go through periods of non-drinking and then go back to it because I don't think I'm that bad. Yeah. Um. So at the moment, I haven't had a drink in four weeks, five weeks. Oh, yeah. That's, and then, but uh, wh- when you, when you drink, do you drink a lot? Not really. Okay, yeah. No, I'm not a bad drinker, but I just, uh, if at my age, 45, yeah. it fucks the next couple of days. Fucks it completely. And it starts to ruin something that's becoming increasingly important to me, sleep. Sleep, man. That is it's, my, that's my last remaining drug. Yeah. It's, you, it's the best. You really go to sleep like a kitten if you haven't been... Uh, drinking alcohol for a long time. It just settles you down into this restful sleep. Yeah, and that's sleep, man. That mm. can be like fucking taking acid and all sorts of shit. Yeah. And just the way you feel in the morning, fucking sleep is the best now. Do you have to have a routine? Yeah, and if I fucking... If deviate? I deviate or sway from it at all. I had a feeling. Fucked. I had a feeling. Why is that? Why, do, we have to, do you have to control yourself between every tick and tock? Otherwise, you're scared of a slip up. Is that? I'm not. I'm not overly concerned about the uh, slipping up on the drink or anything like that anymore. But I need the routine just to fucking keep the mental, the mental health going. Like, as soon as you stop doing the things you know you should be doing, it just fucking spirals. Like, the mental health just deteriorates almost immediately. Oh, okay. Is that an ongoing issue for you, mental health? Not really. Oh. Like, it's just. Like, I, I, I know when I'm not doing what I need to be doing, which is, like, I need to be writing, I need to be exercising, I need to be um, meditating, yeah, and I need to be eating healthy and fasting and shit like that. If I'm not doing any of those, or even if I miss two of those and I'm doing the other two, shit gets real, like, like it's it can spiral into dropping off the other two and then, like, how does it Getting manifest into... itself? Are you short-tempered? Um, yeah. Everything's shit? Like, you just yeah, snap? Yeah, I, I suppose, like, a little bit of, like, uh, negativity. Yeah. And, like, maybe... So the missus will be like, just go fucking meditate with you? Or... Yeah, she she <laughs> notices now when I'm not meditating. <laughs> I don't even think it's doing anything, the meditation. And then I'll stop for, like, three days, and I'll be going off my head, like, road rage, fucking... It's mainly, I would say it's mainly a fucking anger issue. And I don't know where the anger is necessarily coming from. I could probably guess if I sat there and... Maybe thought, your anger is God-given in a good way. <laughs> like it's meant to be used for positivity, like on stage, like Bill Burr channels his anger. Yeah. I've seen you channel your anger wonderfully on stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. I miss not having you here in Melbourne because a lot of comics are like, you're a great act to watch yeah. when you've had a string of gigs in succession. Yeah, yeah. And you start feeling comfortable. Yeah. When you get to this place where you're riffing and you're angry and you're upset <laughs> at the world and you come up with gold and it's great. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's just about getting those successive gigs in yeah. a row. I fucking drop in and out a little bit, but yeah, I'm going to Edinburgh in August. So, so you're actually get... going to do the festival, mm. right? That's right. We spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, do you know if you're? Yeah, tell me what you're doing. You're, you're committing to three weeks? No, I'm just doing two weeks because yep. because they had some flow over from the year before because it got cancelled yep. or some shit. Of course. So they offered me two weeks. So I'm just doing, I'm doing 16 nights. So 16 nights in a row of my solo show. 45? 50? An hour. An hour? Yeah. That's great. But I'm thinking like, just from doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival, just doing that longer time, you can add shit to it and it mm. starts fucking blossoming, like developing. And then by the time you've done eight, you're like... I. I'm fucking over all this material and mm. you start then you start riffing a little bit, going off script and see what happens. I think that's, that's the plan anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why comedians grow so quickly uh, in the US because the 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 cycle of gigs they go through, you just can't well, you can do just your do material. The road. Yeah, and you just can't do your material for a long period of time. Yeah, well, unless you become dead behind the eyes like that sort of, <laughs> you know. I've seen that. Yeah, we, we actually asked one guy at a gig. We were like, "This is in Jonglers in England, which is like yeah. a McDonald's chain of comedy clubs." Yeah, um, Sean Percival. Okay, we go. They go to him at the bar. Like you've been doing the same material verbatim for twenty years. The only thing you've updated is when Indecent Proposal went from cinema to VHS <laughs> to DVD <laughs> to Netflix. That's the only thing you've changed. <laughs> And they go, why haven't you written a joke? And he goes, because before this, I was a welder. Yeah, every every like, eight years, he pulls out the pen yeah. to change that. <laughs> to change that. So he was a welder before that in another life. And he's like, that's it. That's all I want. That's... I've got this 20. Um, I don't know. I, I Do you see yourself? Uh, no, you you definitely are not that comedian. No. You're an I... evolving comedian. Like, as shit happens, you have to talk about it. I can't even, like... I've I've been thinking about comedy because I spent a year in India recently and the gigs were like up and down. Like there wasn't that many. It sort of got decimated through like COVID and all that. And so I thought about like what I even want from comedy and there's not too many paths I can go down that I would be satisfied with. Like I wouldn't want to be like the cruise ship comedian. I couldn't do that ever. Uh, Like especially in Australia... Like uh, trying to earn a living just off stand up around town and all that sort of shit. Like that's in, that's almost impossible. It's in, yeah, I think it's very very close to impossible. Yeah, it's especially if you're not backed by radio or TV gigs. And I don't want to do radio or TV, so it's hard because <laughs> yeah, you're boxed. Yeah, so well they won't take us. No, they were. Uh, we're not. They've got a different criteria. There's no fucking. I'm, there's just, no rate. I'm not even anywhere near no. the radar. <laughs> <laughs> there would have to be an apocalypse, like a mass virus of extinction. But I wouldn't even go, want yeah, him. Nah, we don't want him. Those guys just seem like they seem like they're dead behind the eyes. Some of them too. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I couldn't do the fucking radio thing. So what do you want out of comedy when I, you answered that? When you asked yourself that <clears> question before? I just want to build my own audience. Mm have them do stretch myself material wise as far as I can because yeah. you can sort of like especially here because because you only get like certain things if you're 
like radio and all that sort of stuff. And then radio and TV sort of weakens, like dilutes your material. And yeah, so stretching it as far as I can with my material, doing like as much as I, like as much as I can do. Mm. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that's all. That's the only thing I really want is just yeah. own audience and be able to like stretch myself. Let I don't want to say artistically, but like that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> without sounding like a fucking idiot. Yeah, without sounding like a fucking retard. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um. The first part, building your own audience, you're you're kind of doing that already. You've done really well at that. Like we slowly. Ha- yeah, I mean, uh, you, it has to be congratulated. Like you've yeah. built up. Um, well, tell us, you got a podcast where you talk for five minutes every single day. Five ten, it, it blows out to like fifteen twenty every and now and then. As and well. it's called. I'm, I'm quitting alcohol. Yeah, and but it's like a comedy podcast. Yeah, but the idea was like when I quit drinking i just started doing a podcast every day and yeah it's been 1071 days today so i've done a podcast every day for 1071 days yeah no matter what that's no fucking, matter what that's through that's a great hospitalizations wow fucking Getting your lip bitten off <laughs> 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 hello everyone <laughs> yeah like airport fucking wife's miscarriage yeah, all sorts of shit. So just it's just one of those things like I'm fucking doing it no matter what. There's I just have to do it. So yeah, I've done that and I've built built a little bit of an audience from that. Mm. Just it's small but they're loyal, but also the shit I talk about in the way I talk isn't going to be like a a a sort of mainstream sort of thing. It's it's going to be a niche type vibe. So yeah. But it's interesting because isn't it mainstream? Like so many people have problems with alcohol and it's a great refuge to listen to that. Yeah. You know, so, and then it's just your take. It's turned into a comedy podcast by default because it's just your way of talking. Yeah. It's comedy because you also can't talk about quitting booze for a thousand and seventy one days. You have to talk about your life and shit like that and just whatever the fuck's going on. But it is, it's, um, it's uh, like I've built a little bit of an audience. So there's a start and it's, it's international as well, which is mm. like one of the key factors. So it's like bigger in the US and the UK than it is in Australia. Interesting. And there's listeners, like I reckon I could sell three tickets <laughs> to my show in probably about 60 countries. But only three tickets. We're trying to get more than three. Uh, what crazy, weird countries, listen? Have you got any weird, like, I don't like know. Like North Macedonia, there was that. I, I got a listen from Antarctica. You're joking. Yeah, Antarctica had a listen. There's, um... <laughs> Fuck, he's gone to extraordinary lengths to give up piss. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to them. The fucking Cayman Islands. There's someone in the Cayman Islands who oh, listens. That's a hard area to give up piss. Mm. Those cocktail drinks. I get a... Yeah, and who the fuck's in the Cayman Islands? Some banker. Banker, yeah. yeah rich fuckers. Banker running away from tax. Mm. Cunt's not on my fucking Patreon, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just 
like there's African, Saudi Arabia and shit like that. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's human beings, man. Yeah, everyone's Struggle got fucking is problems. <laughs> ubiquitous. It's yeah, suffering and struggle. Absolutely. It's the main currency here on earth. Have you turned the miscarriage of your ba- uh, into comedy? Yeah. You have. Yeah, I did wow. it. I did it once at uh I did it once at the Bronny. This is like 2 years ago, just after it happened, and I hadn't fucking figured it out. I just said it. I just said yeah. what I thought the joke was. And um, I never did it again until last Thursday when I did my show. Why didn't you do it for two years? Did it not sit right? Was there a reason why you didn't? I I was just like, um, I'm maybe not good enough or confident enough right now to be able to pull it off yet. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Because like with material, you need to be, your skills need to be in line with the material as well. Fuck yes. There's a lot of people that think they can handle certain tough subjects and they're just brand new acts and they fuck it right up. (laughs) So it's best to just, yeah, Yeah. learn in primary school, stand up, and then as you mature, tackle the big subjects. Yeah. So I respect that. You you tried it two years ago and then you're like, nah. I knew there was something in it. Not ready yet. Yeah, yeah. I think it will turn into one of my best bits. But um, then I tried it on Thursday and I hadn't tried it since. And, but I was doing it to my crowd, like, uh, my sure. podcast crowd. So I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it on Thursday. And if it doesn't work here, it's probably not going to work anywhere. And yeah. that everyone was on board. They were like engaged and then all the jokes were working. So I was like, oh, that was the, ha- that was the thing I was happiest about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um. Cause I think that's where you get your joy. Yeah. Isn't it? Like the, the darker shit. Yeah. The harder. The harder it is. Yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I that's what I mean by stretching. Mm. Like doing the hardest like it's pretty hard to write a funny joke about your wife having a miscarriage. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So like I I'm like, all right, that's cool. I I enjoy that. Because like there's so many topics that are just like who gives a fuck? And and you've yeah. heard most of them before anyway. I know. Yeah, it's you're, very... you're not a Seinfeld. No. Nah, and you got to fucking. You also got to find a way. Because all the topics are taken, and mm. there's so many fucking comedians now, you got to find a way to like personalize it, make it your own, like idea, like concept or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. No, you do know. Yeah, you do. <laughs> that is it in a nutshell. Yeah, which is. I mean, someone can lift your material, but they're essentially lifting your character. Yeah. Yeah. They're lifting you, not your material alone. And it's no longer a joke. It's like Louis C.K. If you read his stuff written on paper, the laughs don't jump out. Yeah, they don't. It's when you actually watch it, you're like, wow. Yeah. Because he has command of everything that's going on. Mm. It's like uh, like we were saying before, like you, you material and you have to be in line. I, I've gone, I've gone back and like rejigged some of the stuff that I wrote when I was first starting out and I just couldn't pull it off when I first started out. So I just had to Mm. put it to the side and then I waited like six years for Mm. it to come back. Yeah, man. Yeah. To get those, like just this little bit of skill and a little bit of confidence that you need. 
is uh is is your partner appreciative and respectful of what you're trying to do like or is she questioning why are you talking about this content this is nah, so if hard. she's as good as you can possibly get that's good like she's not perfect yeah like which... she won't be front row with a fucking <laughs> baseball flag <laughs> she honestly doesn't give a fuck about it i told her i'm like she's like that doesn't sound funny to me at all <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I can picture that. <laughs> yeah, I've had exes with that reaction. Mm. Fine. But yeah, with anything like that, she's she's fucking sweet. That's the buzz though, isn't it? Going back to that, you know, you want to do that piece of material where, like, I remember with me, with my mushroom stuff, like I was writing it and dying on stage for six months yeah. in a small little shitty gig in Coburg, which was fantastic. I fucking loved it. You weren't here. It was dumpster fire. Yeah, no, I did that a couple yeah, of times. I love that gig. Just straight out of COVID. They had two shows in yeah. one night. I did the first show. It yeah. was my first gig back. Fucking had a great gig. Did the second show. I fucking bombed so hard. Yeah, I Just... bombed there a lot, but that was a, I don't know, it was a work in progress type of gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one gave a fuck because they were all stoned. Yeah, so everyone I'm like, was fucked. Their attention span is, all right, it's not waning, they're there, they're going to give you a lot of grace. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's what I love about um, that sort of material, just pushing boundaries. Yeah. That's, like, I, I, I can't really do the other stuff. It doesn't interest me. Like, I do have, like, some hackier type shit in my act, but that's yeah. just to, uh, that's really just to get you from one point to another, most of it. And, and to lighten the mood. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like when you don't have your own crowd, you're fucking. That's what I found because on Thursday was the first time that I'd ever had people come out just to see me. Sure. Am I in there? Yeah, yeah. Every now and then I just get paranoid that it's not recording, but okay. it is. And uh, yeah, so that was the first time I ever had a crowd come out for me. And I didn't have to, like, they already liked me. So I didn't have to try and win them over with anything. I didn't have to, I didn't have to like water anything down. I didn't have to like pull any punches or anything. I just did my shit natural as naturally as I could. And it was, it was like fucking, it was like heaven. <laughs> I saw 40 minutes. I saw, no, I saw half an hour. Yeah. yeah it was great. Yeah. I've it, never seen you. I think I told you, I've never seen you that relaxed and comfortable on stage and commanding at the yeah. same time. Well, like, cause you have a tendency to yeah stiffen up your posture everything gets stiff you look weird i I feel weird as well (laughs) and that fucking trickles on into the like yeah and it's i get like rigor mortis or some shit like that you look fucking retarded and i'm i'm privileged to be one of those that can see it because (laughs) in many many years to come you're not going to exhibit those traits so it's nice to know i knew him when he was retarded yeah retarded um, um, but not, not now. Like you're, you're, you're definitely going to get rid of that. That's improvement. When I first started comedy for the first year, I couldn't even take the mic out of the stand. I was just like, yeah, right. I, I couldn't. And I was like, I, I, I couldn't move with the mic or anything. So I just like stood there Fuck. holding the thing and just talking into it. Then, then eventually I got the courage to like move side to side a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and backward and forward. And then I'm like, you can do it, Dave. You can do it. And then I pulled it out. And I was like, yes. Excalibur. <laughs> it was, f- it, it's been a fucking, it's been torture. 
But yeah. those those first couple of minutes for me, every time I fucking walk on stage, to this day, yeah, like it, it's just like tonight at tonight's gig. Yeah, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. I don't, I don't want to say yes, but it just, I just stiffen up. Something happens, I stiffen up. I'm thinking of like, uh, just doing something out, like a little out there every time I go on stage, just to, I don't know, get get it out of my system or something like that. I, know, I sort of before I go on, I say. This doesn't matter. Nothing okay, yeah. matters. Yeah, it yeah. really doesn't. Yeah, it's that, all. That's how. <laughs> that's how I walk through life, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so just approach it with this, like uh, Nietzsche, fucking, you know, just whatever. It's yeah. all nothing. Yeah. And it just it has a habit of calming me. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Whatever happens. And yeah. Then I sort of like relax. And there's no argument to that either. Mm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do about that. It's just. Time, time, time. Yeah. time. You time. just gotta, yeah. I mean, fuck. It's. But after two or three minutes, then once I'm, yeah, once I'm in, I, I'm loose. But yeah, that fucking, those two minutes, mm. they can be. I think I've got it down to like a minute now. That first minute is tight, and then, I can start moving around. So, changing gears, man. You yeah. lived, you lived in India, for a year. Yeah. Um, did you feel? Odd as a Westerner? No, nah, man. I feel odd Here. back in Australia. That's great. Yeah, so you've nah. embraced Indian culture. Yeah, I, just... I always felt comfortable in India, even like the first time I went there, which is like Who are they? You 10 know, years what ago. can you tell me about the Indians uh, from your experience that we can't? Like, for example, Aussies were just lots of barbecues, lots of bogans. Yeah, they're lots just of fucking they're like, just like don't hit them with too hard opinions. They just want to have a good time, have a few drinks. They love the footy. But what's a, what's a, what's an Indian in the suburbs it's, like? It's it's just like loving. The whole culture is very loving, especially in the families like uh, cousins and all that. There's a lot of backstabbing and that like loving bitching comes and all that with stuff. a price tag of honor backstabbing yeah there's like, a lot of that shit seem, too yeah because the greeks are very loving and the italians yeah, are very yeah, yeah. loving but if you cross a family member you're fucking it, disgrazia you're fucked it's very similar it's very similar except yeah there's a lot of fucking infighting in the families and all that sort of stuff but there's like you you're always welcomed with like open arms and all that sort of shit like my family's like australian kiwi australian so there's it's a little bit stand offish type thing whereas like the indians are just like they're just they just shower you with like love when you say yeah okay so let's say you uh i'm just thinking with wogs right yep if you go to a wog cousin's house you can't go empty-handed yeah yeah is that like indian culture same gotta take a cake or you gotta take something you gotta bring some food yeah Yeah, you gotta take Aussies, you can just rock up Mm. (laughs) like just It, with Aussies, if you bring something, it's like, what's this cunt? Yeah. Does this cunt expect me to buy something for him next time? Like, yeah. what the fuck is this cunt doing? Mm. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about the chaos of India that you love fits my personality perfectly. Like, the no rules, and you can sort of buy your way out of trouble there if you've got a little bit of money, so... You like that, yeah. I like all. I like the the corruption to a certain extent is good. 
Yeah, so because the, all the bullshit just laws slightly <laughs> dialed into the right. Yeah, just a little bit, not turned up too much. It's crazy over there. The corruption, though, it's too much. The corru- I thought Russia is too much. Like Russia Indians- seems like it's running pretty nicely, <laughs> except for the war shit. But Russia seems like it, they're doing all right. In India, they they will tear up a fucking road and half rebuild it, and whoever the politician is, they just take the money. So they'll start a road work just so the politician can... Get some st- votes. No, not not to get votes. Like, just so he can, like, skim the money off the top. They don't oh. even finish it. So there's holes in the road. Like, it's cr- the infrastructure is completely fucked. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they do. They, they, all the politicians are just stealing all the money in India. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's very corrupt. But those... Like shitty little laws you can break because like you can just bribe a police police officer. Okay. Yeah, that's the cool thing. Yeah, whereas here we do three Ks over the limit, we're fucked. Yeah, and there's no there's there's no way of going to a police officer I'll give you fucking a hunji. I'll give you a hunji and <laughs> let us go. Whereas in India, okay. Yeah, India is okay. It's like I'll give you a fiver, they're like <laughs> Plus, they don't want to. They can't be fucked with paperwork, the paperwork. Yeah. They're like, oh, <laughs> no one wants to do shit there. Everyone's just standing around doing nothing. Like there was a small little fucking bridge flyover near my wife, where my wife lives, and that started. That was started when I first went there ten years ago, and it only finished last year. Fuck, a decade. It took ten years, and it was tiny. I like their pace. Yeah. Very similar to a Greek pace. <laughs> it is. It sounds like Greece and India would get along. Corrupt, slow. Yeah, there's a lot inept. of... And you don't like marrying outside the family and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot of similarities. I suppose all ethnicities are like that. I think so, yeah. Except the uh, Western ones. It's an Anglo-Saxon, my mum yeah. reckons. They're the coldest... <laughs> it's like they're too cold. Don't bring an Anglo-Saxon girl home. Cold. Like, I say that as well. I fucking, I hate whiteies. Not hate. Obviously, I don't hate whiteies, but um, they're cold and crazy. Like, have you have you dated white bitches? Yeah, they're the craziest bitches out. Like, there's no one crazier. Like, evil. When I say crazy, I mean like the evil side of crazy because there's crazy bitches everywhere, but. Mm. Uh, fucking like I dated white girls and like Australian girls I'm specifically talking about Australian girls <laughs> <laughs> Australian the, girls are the worst in the world <laughs> I'm the wrong person to ask man I'm Greek We're, I'm crazy I was crazier in my 20s yeah just Greek Greeks are nuts Greek girls are nuts yeah I went to school with fucking gr- heaps of Greeks he <laughs> oh yeah you grew up in Sydney no no I grew up in like I, I, half and half. I grew up Cheltenham and then, uh, Dramana. Oh, you're joking? Nah. What's the Sydney connection? I was born in Sydney. I spent like my first year there. Didn't you cut? No, your no. Teeth? I lived in Sydney. Yeah, you cut your teeth in stand up. Yeah. So when I when I was like 19, I moved from Melbourne to Sydney, just because I was drinking too much. Okay. Yeah, like I, I, I would never have left Dramana. I was just drinking with all my mates. Oh God! For a full year after what high school. A, what a recipe! Yeah, Dramana and, and booze. And that's when, like, 
there were some like rough dudes down there back then as well. Dramano isn't isn't what Dramano's like now. Back in the day, Dramano was like rough. Oh, mate. Yeah, we had the uh, yeah we got belted by Aussie kids, and they said to us, "We have to belt ya, and if you don't let us belt ya." We're going to um, burn your holiday houses down when you go back to Melbourne, <laughs> you fucking wogs. <laughs> so my cousin copped yeah. a belting, the yeah. poor guy. <laughs> and I fucking, I'm just, it just hurts, man. He got belted so hard um, because, we, and we couldn't retaliate because they'd said, yeah, when you go home, we'll burn your fucking yeah, houses. Yeah, okay. And this is before Smashed Avocado on the high street. This is when it was like dim sims, fish and chip shops. Yeah, that's all it push was. Push bikes and arcade parlors. Yeah. yeah. It was mm. rough. We used to, that used to be like one of the hobbies. We used to fight tourists. <laughs> they used to come down. <laughs> they used to come down and think they own the joint. But you can't, like, you can't walk into someone's town and think you're going to win a fight. There's cunts coming out from fucking everywhere. True. We, like, there was this one fight. We fucked up these guys, like, real bad. Dramana. Dramana, yeah. Yeah. When yeah. you were, like, 15, 16? Yeah. Yeah, there was like this guy. Wog? Yeah. <laughs> and there was a bunch of them too, but there was this guy who was like fucking, he was like six foot four or something like that. I was like 16. And, but I knew all our mate, like we had like fucking all the older guys. We had everyone there and they just started fucking with us. Like the kids, like all our 16 year olds. And they were like, blah, blah. and we got the bigger guys one of us ran ran across the road and told the bigger guys, the older guys, and so we got cocky, and so I'm standing there with next to this big guy, this big wog dude with his t-shirt off, and I'm like giving him nipple cripples and shit like that, <laughs> just going, the boys are coming, and then this fucking car pulls up, and I thought it was one of our guys, and I look over, <laughs> and it was some other fucking wog. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And as soon as that car pulled up, this fucking big dude just went, wham. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking oh, cracked man. me, like, right in the fucking nose. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And then everyone jumped in, and it was it was like a full-on, it was a street brawl. Fuck. It was like, but it was like 10 on 5 or something like that. And... Were your parents like policing you at that time? Like, why have why we, is your face busted up, or was it just anarchy your household? No, all my group of friends were from fucked up families okay. or homes. They were all the single parent, and even that single parent was struggling. Like we, there was a group of us of like eight or however many. It was most of us actually, uh, just had no parental supervision we were just doing whatever the fuck we wanted uh, that's the recipe for disaster it definitely when kids have this essence of lawlessness in their upbringing yeah you're breeding a bad generation it it's taken me even now i battle against it but it's taken me so long to learn the lessons i should have i should have learned when i was like 18 where were your parents back then to fucking tell you this shit well when when my parents split up when i was like eight that's when it all turned. My old man went to Sydney. Okay. So your mum raised you in Germana. 
No, we stayed in Cheltenham for a little while. Okay, sorry. And uh, but she was like an alcoholic. She was a proper al- alcoholic, and she was gam- like on the pokies and shit like that. So she was as good as absent most of the time. So we just run amok. Mm. Like my brother ended up in jail for a little while. He was fucked, and then I was like, I probably came as close to going to jail as you can without going to jail. So. Yeah, it it was just we were all just fucking menaces. We were just fucked. Wow. We, we were all like little juvenile delin- delinquent criminals. Yeah. <laughs> we were, and then when we hit nineteen, we were all fucking drinking, doing drugs and shit like that. And I was like, if I will, I'll stay here and do this for the rest of my fucking life if I don't get out now. So I just, I was trying to break up with a girl and I couldn't fucking break up with her. Yep. So I'm like, I'm just going for a holiday to Sydney and I didn't come back for like 10 years. <laughs> oh, fuck. I love it. You just yeah. couldn't do it. Easier to just leave. Yeah, I just left. I'm like, uh, I'm like, well, everything happens for a reason. That was your out. Yeah, that, that fucking killed two birds with one stone. So then you went to Sydney and realized you can't run away from your shit. So you started doing it over there as well. Drinking and continuing. Just eat, like I... I did it worse than ever. Like I moved to Sydney and it just fucking ramped up because I had no fucking friends when I moved to Sydney. I had none, like zero. So I started doing uh, door-to-door sales jobs just as something to do. It was like commission-only shit. What were you selling? Like Bridgestone car tire services. It was, it, Fuck. <laughs> it was fucking brutal. That's brutal. Man. It was brutal. It was, it just was the fa- just seeing their faces. <laughs> no, the, to your reaction, you had to get not eighty nine dollars off them at the door, and you would hand them a fucking cardboard cardboard certificate, and like it was just the weirdest transaction. So, what was your uh, pitch? Yeah, so like. And I open the door, what do you say? So I'd have like, you know those, la- what are they called? Lanyards? Yeah, lanyards with like Bridgestone. <laughs> <laughs> I'd show them, I'm like, hi, I'm David, I'm just down from Bridgestone, we just opened up around the corner here. Oh, yeah. Um, I was crash. <laughs> 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 Fucking slam. And then you would get someone, like you would hook someone in, but you do get better at it as well. Yeah. Like the more you do it, it's like anything. So what was your best opener? Like, was it a smile? With, hey, I'm No, back. just honesty. honesty. Honesty is like... Hey man, I'm selling tires. Yeah, I'm doing this thing. We open up around the corner. It's car servicing. It's, it's fucking good. Like you get all these things free. I used to lie about the parts. The parts weren't included. They're like a parts <laughs> included. Of course they're included. Of course they are. Here, $89. I can take it, cunt. <laughs> but you would, so you would do that. And like sometimes I would sell 10 in a day and you would get like $30 per sale. Per sale. So you must be 300. Yeah, but you would get. Very rare. Sorry. I, pro- I probably got it like five times or something like that. 300 that's like it was hard to do it and they rigged it so the first four you would sell you would get ten dollars a ticket and then the next four you would get 20 Mm. 
Mm. And then the rest you would get 30. Uh, and then it would change it to 30. That's tough. So if you sell four, you're better off buying the next one yourself. It, there was some rigged... So I ended up with a bunch of tickets. <laughs> I was buying... It was a fucking dodgy game. Dodgy game. But yeah. I used to... I, you used to just get drunk and do that as well. And yeah. You would get so bitter and angry. Uh, I would like rip up people's lawns and fuck them. <laughs> Real cunts that would just slam the fucking door. You'd I rip would, up their lawns. Yeah, I'd rip off their roses. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. I would come back later, like three hours later after I'm like drunk. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> you fucking slam the door in my face, you fucking bitch. Fucking. <laughs> we don't have a car. Yeah, don't. I don't care. <laughs> Does your daughter have a fucking car? <laughs> Could have bought one for your fucking daughter. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, that was fucked. But that everyone working there was just Irish and English backpackers, or any yeah. backpackers, but mainly Irish and English. So yeah, lo- like, a lot of people, desperate people, just looking for some fucking gigs to tie them over. Just anything, anything. just anything. A, yeah. enough to get a sandwich tomorrow and shit like that. Fuck. So, but everyone was drinking. It was it was such a depressing, fucked up job that you. You, there was no possible way you couldn't drink. It was fucked. And, yeah, I was what you call a neg. Like, I would neg <laughs> I would neg my team out. I would turn them into negative cunts as well. Mm-hmm. Because every morning they would put on the full sales pitch. Like, every door is a potential fucking this and that. Go hit 10,000 doors today and I guarantee you, you'll sell 100 tickets. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up. But people would get a little bit like excited. This is the day I sell. And I would just be sitting there like, fucking whatever. Yeah, you and, wouldn't buy the sales pitch. Yeah, and I'd be turning to everyone like fucking, as soon as we get out there, we'll fucking start drinking. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and I, I got fired from a commission only sales job door to door sales job because i was just too negative <laughs> they they they're like we can't send people out with you you just end up negging everyone out we have to let you go i'm like you're not even paying me mm-hmm. you don't pay me anything right well, like, yeah i you, think they're like we're after sheep <laughs> yeah they're yeah too much of a collie yeah yeah it was that was a rough time fuck yeah man mm. So, uh, back to India. So you lived there yeah. for a year. Are you going back there? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. The plan. You're going to stay here for a while? Yeah. Oh, here's Here's going to be at least a year. Oh, in, so you're in Melbourne months. for a year. No, I'm in Sydney now. Permanently? Yeah. Well, for the next year. For the next year, yeah. Oh, I've got to come up and see you and do some gigs then. Definitely, I've got man. an excuse. Yeah, yeah. I've got a spare room as well, so just come. Stay I'll come up with want. another comic like Hocko, see if he wants to come up for a couple yeah. of days. Yeah, there's, there's enough room for both of you to stay as well, so it's I'll all good. I'll play ball just to do some gigs and fuck around. I've never done... I did that circuit in 2007. Oh, really? I just did the store and a couple of other gigs and left. Yeah, the store's pretty cool. They're, I don't even know if it, they're happening. Like Manly Boat Shed, is that still... That, that was happening up until recently i'm not too sure if it's still going though mm. that's the thin room yeah 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 mm. the boat shed yeah, yeah that was um people say that's a harder circuit than melbourne people are more unforgiving they want you to get to the joke quicker would you is that any is there any stock to that i i 
feel like I feel like they're more on board with the Roth stuff than All right, this Less is PC? This is what happened. Okay. I went to I started in Sydney and I built a pretty decent set that was working everywhere in Sydney and I didn't think much about it. I came to Melbourne and that set started bombing and I couldn't work out why. And then I realized it's because like it was too rough. Wow. It was like, and th- that was like in the height of the PC sort of bullshit in Melbourne. And were you doing this set across many, many rooms in Sydney? Everywhere in Sydney. Yeah. I, c- I can't imagine that. And it's, it doesn't work in Melbourne. It didn't translate. That's too strange. Yeah. Cause it, I've, because Sydney, Sydney at the time wasn't PC at all. Like when I came to Melbourne, that was like, I had to change everything Fuck. and then just fucking like change the whole material or soften it. I had to take, I had to take some of, the, some of the teeth out, but I had to redirect it. You could, you could like bludgeon, you could bludgeon the Sydney crowd with like a joke, but here you had to redirect it and come from a different angle. It made the jokes better. But it was just a pain in the ass, and it was very PC, and you had to, you had, you just had to go around. So, and then I went back to Sydney, and the Melbourne stuff worked even better in Sydney now. And I just started doing gigs again in Melbourne after COVID, and it felt like all that PC shit had dropped off, mm. like if not completely, just it, it felt like it died down a bit. And then I did gigs in Sydney, and it feel it feels like the PC shit it just ramped up there. So now Sydney feels more PC than Melbourne. Somehow, I don't know. And how does the Indian comedy circuit compare? From what you see on Bollywood, they don't exchange kisses on TV in Bollywood because it's too rude. Is that conducive of their comedy clubs, or can you in- go hard in comedy clubs in India? No, they get arrested, dude. They legitimately get arrested if well, you like fucking every com- you can be Lenny Bruce in India. Yeah, there's heat. Like uh, when I was there, uh, a bunch of comedians, like famous ish, like pretty famous comedians, had to cancel like twenty two shows across India, just in Bangalore. Yeah, because he said a joke once about the um, right wing, the the right uh, RSS. They're the right-wing nationalists in India. He made a joke about them and the Prime Minister and shit. And so now they just fucking sort of follow him around, threatening his venue, saying saying they're going to fucking burn it down Fuck. if he gets if he gets to do his show. So he had to cancel 22 shows. Some Muslim guy got fucking arrested and thrown into... He spent like a month in jail for a joke he didn't even say. So he had this. So he had this joke, this funny or this joke about some religious thing. I didn't even listen to it because I think it was in Hindi or something, and um, it was it went viral. And then his next show, the police turn up, and they said, "If you tell this joke, you're going to get arrested." And he didn't even tell the joke, and they're like, "Fuck it," they arrested him anyway. Yeah. So like, it's it's pretty legit there. So, there's no such thing as free speech in India as there is here? Because I can pay out on anyone I like here. Yeah. I can go hard here. 
I can get cancelled, but by whom? By Channel 10? Big deal. I can still go hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can go hard, but there's consequences to it in India. Like, there can be serious consequences. Yeah. It's scary. That's not a good thing. It's scary. Yeah, it's scary, and it's not a good thing. I'm scared of any sort of government where you can't say what you want. The whole bastion of our freedom rests on the fact that a clown can get up on stage and roast anyone. Yeah. It's like, that's who, that's what we need as a comedian in, in society to poke fun at these fuckers. The day they start arresting us is the day it's all over. They'll, that's they'll, why I laugh. At they'll Ant- eventually do it. Here. Eventually, I would say. You say that very prophetically. <laughs> the way you roll your, close your eyes. They will eventually do that. Have you eventually. looked at your crystal ball? Do you, <laughs> how the fuck do you know that? You, you say that with an air of confidence. I th- because you think I, we're I, fucked. I think that's the way most societies move in generally. Uh, in general, they pendulum, don't they? Like not every society goes towards. Wait, I don't know enough about geopolitics, but um. Yeah, neither do I, obviously. But yeah. that's the feel I get. Even if it is a pendulum, it, it pendulums right, left, and. That's basically the same at the extremes, so. It's the middle bit. The middle bit is where we're in now. Now. Yeah. yeah. And we're, swing, we're swinging way towards the left. If we're swinging, it doesn't matter what way we're swinging, we're fucked. <laughs> I think we'll be all right. I, I think, mean, look at America. I think for the next 10 years or something, it'll be all right. You reckon? Mm. So you're saying in 20 years you can't get up on stage and go hard at the political party in power? I have a feeling it's going to get harder and harder to to attack power, yeah. I fucking hope not, man, because that's when we're all fucked. So anyway, how did that affect your comedy in India? I didn't care. I just did did whatever. I just said whatever. So in India, can you... I think I I got a little bit of leeway, though. Because you're a foreigner. Yeah. Like, you're you're their guest, so... Yeah, so... You're not in the system. So, shit that... But you can't... Sorry. No, shit that probably would have got an Indian comedian in trouble, I would be fine. Because they would just let it slide. Is there... um, uh, Are they just against any sort of attack on political parties? Or is it... It's one particular party. Okay. It's the party that's in government now. The BJP. With Nahendra Modi. He's He's the Prime Minister. And... But... They're sort of backed by the right-wing faction or the right-wing part. They're not a party, but they're like a... They influence the politics. They're the right-wing RSS. Okay. Yeah, so they they have a lot of say in And they're extreme. They're the ones like going after the Muslims and all that sort of shit in India. Wow. They go hard after the Muslims in India. Only Only in the last... 10 years or whatever. Okay. Mm. Is there any other content that you got to police on stage in India that you got to be cautious of? Like drug references? No. No? Um, relationship, sex, smut? No, all that's, you can sort of, you can can sort of do that. They were complaining about PC, like the Indian comedians were complaining about PC, but I wasn't really seeing it. Okay. But a lot of them, they wouldn't do any political shit. There wasn't, they would say here and there a couple of things. It's like common to shit on Modi a little bit. You can say like a couple of things about Modi, 
but no one would go like deep into like the topic and I think there's maybe like one or two comedians in India doing that mm. at all like a political like proper political comedians yeah but religion yeah you get fucked if you start fucking with religion politics and religion that's it did you enjoy your gigs over there did you feel like <laughs> it was a circuit that you could grow or is it just a play area where you're like, all right, I'm ready to get back to the real world in terms of my development for stand-up? It was fun to do, but now let's get back to the real work. It was it was very challenging because the scene had just been decimated by COVID. Mm. But I think it was going downhill. So I, I started doing gigs in India about seven years ago, six, seven years ago. And they had two clubs. The you comedy would, store, right? Nah, that was in Mumbai. Okay. This is in, in Bangalore. They okay. had a place called uh, That Comedy Club and something else. And like you would do an open mic gig. There'd be 80 fucking people there. Everyone on board. Like crazy nights. It was just like... I was like, I might move to fucking India because this scene is fucking popping. And then a few years later, just before COVID, I went back and it had sort of like petered out. So the comedians that got big in India or during that time, they just all left and they just do like theatre shows, mm. which left like the under, the, p- the comedians directly under them who had only been doing comedy for like four or five years. Yeah, the lower something. division steps up. Yeah, the lower division steps up because those... They're playing AFL. Because the famous guys, because India's scene's only like 10 years old. Mm. So those guys had only been doing it for nine, ten years. They popped, they left, and then the under comedians, the next level down, they'd only been doing comedy for like four or five years. So they were left to uh, hold everything up, and I don't know if they did, and then it all sort of fell apart. So there was, there was some pretty shitty gigs I was doing out there. But there was also, there was one gig that got me through, like I was doing constantly and that was probably the best gig in Bangalore and I could do that constantly and that kept me going. But as it is now, definitely I don't think I could have grown as a comedian there. All right. Yeah. Uh, I've got to wrap this up, but you're is in. Is it all? Is yeah. it all done? Is it? What's We've got to go. It's right, uh, yeah. just after 6.30. This is just a chatting podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's not a funny one. No, just chat. You didn't do anything funny? No, unless you <laughs> want to do shtick. <laughs> no, I've got no shtick. I've got no shtick. I just chat. I don't know. I find it it's difficult good. to just... It's know. better just chatting anyway. It There's just, less pressure. Yeah. You just fucking have a chat, Catsy. It feels natural. Just have a fucking chat. <laughs> yeah, we got to go to Kings. Yeah, Kings of Comedy happening every week. And um, we're on tonight, not that you'll know, but we're on most weekends. And as you will be here in Melbourne for the foreseeable future, you will be there too. When are you back in Sydney? Sunday. Oh. I've got shows at the Sydney Festival. Oh, great. I've got four shows up When there. does that kick off? Uh, Thursday, next Thursday. Oh, that's awesome. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's a smaller festival, isn't it? Yeah. It's barely even a festival. Two it's- weeks. Uh, either two weeks or a month, but yeah, it, it's nothing compared to here. Ah, uh, it'll grow. Remember Perth? That was nothing. Now look at it. Yeah, I don't. Even, they barely even advertise it. Oh, okay. In Sydney, yeah, there's not much. What's wrong with Sydney? But they don't want a comedy festival, or 
I don't know what they want. Coke in the toilets. Coke in the dunnies. Yeah. yeah. Coke festival. 